Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's a long gospel uh, lesson from the Sermon on the Mount and a little different in tone from the Beatitudes where we hear uh, Jesus' words of, of blessing and, and affirmation. But may God's grace and goodness uh, be with you and may our Lord of love fill you uh, with his gift of love that you may uh, pass it on and share it with others unto his glory and praise. Amen. As I said, it's a long uh, gospel lesson where Jesus lifts up uh, the commandments. And in this part of the Sermon on the Mount reminds us that we all, as the Bible states, uh, sin and fall short of the glory of God. We sin in our thoughts, our words, our deeds, by what we do and what we don't do. And you might be asking, boy, how can I stand before God knowing that um, I'm saved and redeemed and living a life that is pleasing unto the Lord? Uh, when Jesus was asked what was the most important commandment, he said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and soul, mind and strength. And he said, the second commandment, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. The golden rule. It all boils down to being loving, and caring, and friendly. On Tuesday this week, Valentine's Day, we'll, we'll celebrate what the Bible describes as the greatest gift, the gift of love. The golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself. St. Paul said, in Romans, that is the fulfillment of God's just law, love one another. And the golden rule, as precious as it is to Christianity, is also important to all the major religions throughout the world. Buddhism teaches, treat not others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful. Hinduism lifts up the golden rule as it teaches, this is the sum of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. Humanists, uh, they acknowledge the human interdependence uh, of one another, the need for mutual respect and the kinship of all humanity. Love, central. Uh, to all our lives, to all religions. Islam teaches not one of you truly believes until you wish for others what you wish for yourself. The golden rule, which originated in Judaism and in the Talmud, a commentary on the Torah. A rabbi writes, what is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. This is the whole of the law. Native Americans uh, teach about love for one another. They uh, speak of all things are our relatives. What we do to everything we do to ourselves. All is really one. And then Sikhism teaches I am a stranger to no one and no one is a stranger to me. Indeed I am a friend to all. Love. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. The golden rule, uh, the fulfillment of the law. But we got to ask ourselves, what is love? <laughs> we talk about it, we seek to live by it, but what is it? I went on my uh, internet and typed in, love is dot, dot, dot. And a lot of songs came up. Love is a many splendored thing. I was still left with the question, what is love? <laughs> Another song came up, love is all you need. So that's beautiful, but what is love? Another song, love is but a song we sing. Hard to define. <laughs> Another answer to what is love came up. Love makes the world go round. And then love is blue. I remember trying to learn that on the piano as a teenager. This one some of us might relate to. It says love is a battlefield. <laughs> And then from the movie Love Story, it says, love is never having to say you're sorry. I say, what is love? Still don't fully understand it. How do you define it? We're called to, to love God and love one another. But how do we do so? In a book, uh, Dr. Gary Chapman, uh, entitled Five Love Languages, he describes how we can share love in five different ways uh, that convey our care, our concern, our, our love for others. The first way he describes is affirming words. Our words can convey our love for others. And I have to just say thank you uh, to you for your kind, affirming words uh, as I took part in the ministry here these past couple of weeks while Pastor Muriel was away on sabbatical. I felt your love through your words. A second way that Dr. Chapman says we express our love is by spending time together. I'm in awe at how unity gives children, gives teenagers, gives adults, gives seniors, uh, people who are part of the church, who are outside of the church, you give them opportunities to come together to spend time with one another in a spirit of love and care and welcome. If it's in fellowship, if it's doing a service project, if it's at worship, if it's uh, a learning opportunity, but we express our love by wanting to spend time with one another. A fifth or a third love language is we express our love uh, through our touch. Uh, during COVID, we had to stay socially distant and we couldn't reach out to one another, shake each other's hand, pat each other on the back. And, and I think we missed that. This past week in the news, I saw uh, how police officers came upon a young man who was on the side of the road who was uh, weeping and crying. You could tell he was very distraught. And the police officer said, uh, uh, what's going on? You know, do you need any, anything, any help? And the young man in tears said, I'm having a rough day. I could really use a hug. And it went viral. The police officer hugged the young man through his touch. 
uh, that young, distraught teenager felt some love, compare, or concern, some kindness. We express our love uh, through our touch. The fourth love language that Dr. Chapman re- lifts up is we express our love through gifts. This Valentine, we'll, we'll probably purchase gifts for our spouse, our partner, uh, people important in our life. I say, don't do what I did last year. I bought a gift for my wife. Uh, she wasn't that crazy about it. It was a snow shovel. So get a gift that you know is going to uh, speak uh, loudly uh, of your love, your appreciation. When Pastor Muriel uh, came back from her sabbatical and attended the uh, meeting of the staff, she brought a gift, some soup that she had purchased, and then this delicious homemade bread, her grandma's recipe, kala bread, and she gave that freely to us. And that touched us. I felt her love, felt her appreciation. And then finally, Dr. Chapman says we share our love uh, by serving one another. This past Tuesday, we were reminded of loving service as the police officer, Peter Jervin, uh, in service to our community to protect us Uh, gave his life. Uh, Our prayers go out to his family, his loved ones, to our community. And as we were all in shock and grieving, the family said uh, to console us who were trying to make sense of this tragedy of losing such a young, uh, brave police officer who always wanted to serve and protect community, they quoted the Bible, greater love has no one than this than to give their life for another. Five love languages. We, we share our love through words, through touch, by spending time together, by giving a gift, or by serving. I learned a good lesson about love when I was on internship in Minnesota. Uh, It was a farm community between Alexandria and Fergus Falls called Elbow Lake. And I was serving at a church called uh, United Lutheran. And there was one member who stood out being a little bit different. His name was Francis. He must have been up in his 60s, was a bachelor his whole life. He farmed about 40 acres and he just did not fit in with the other members. But every Sunday he was there at church, at worship. Uh, He drove, he didn't have a car, so he would drive his tractor to church. And I learned that his house had no running water and no electricity. And that explained why his clothes were pretty dirty. He always wore the same suit that just was caked with, with dirt. Uh, His skin was usually grimy. His hair was oily. He had a comb. Um, His teeth were rotting. And he had a a smell about him. But he's always there. Drove his tractor to United Lutheran Church. And I asked him, 
I said, Francis, why do you pass a couple other churches on the way in all kinds of weather? You drive your tractor a couple miles to come to United Lutheran Church. I thought he might say, well, because you have a new building, because the music and the choirs are so good, and they were, maybe he'd say, because Pastor George, the pastor there, gives such inspiring sermons. But his answer, why he came that distance, uh, and he wasn't shy about it, he said, well, this here church is the only church where they actually sit down with me and have a cup of coffee. It was about love. Well, on my final day of internship, as the people were saying goodbye, Francis was the last one to leave. His tractor was in the, in the parking lot. And I said, Francis, i got to get a picture of you. So he got up on his tractor, and I got ready to take a picture. And then my, my wife said, hey, why don't you uh, hold our one-year-old son? So we placed him on his lap, and Francis looked down, kind of surprised and with a special look in his, in his eyes as they kind of were sparkling, looking down on our one-year-old son. And we took the picture and then said farewell. Well, a couple of weeks later, in our mail came a, a letter. And it was written with a pencil. Some of the letters were were backwards, some of the words misspelled, and it had a real simple address. It just said, Pastor Dave, and then it said, uh, Seminary, St. Paul, Minnesota. And somehow that letter got to us. And I opened it up, and it was from Francis. And he wrote simply, Thank you, Pastor. You did a good job here. I know you'll be a good pastor in the future. Love, Francis. And then he added, P.S., I ain't never held a baby before in all my life. It sure felt good. <laughs> Love. You share it simple ways, and it makes an impact in lives around you. But I got to close. I'm still asking the question, what is love? How do we show our love unto others? Well, the best definition, the, the best uh, explanation of love is from 1 Corinthians 13, uh, written by somebody who was pretty mean, violent, was uncaring, had persecuted Christians until he encountered the Lord of love on the road to Damascus. And he wrote that beautiful passage that probably many of us have had read at our weddings. But I'm going to say to you, as you read this passage, when you come to the word love, put your name in place of it and see how you're doing. Or put the name of unity See how your congregation is doing. So you, so you read, love is patient. You might say, Dave, I am patient. I'm trying to fall short. Or you write, read, love is kind. Unity. My church is kind. St. Paul writes, love is not envious or boastful, arrogant or rude. Ask yourself, how are you doing? That's love. How's my church doing? Love does not insist on its own way. Is that true of you? 
Love is not irritable or resentful. There's, there's love for God and, and neighbor. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Put your name in there. How are you expressing your love? How's your congregation doing? Love bears all things, believes all things. Love hopes all things, endures all things. That's my goal. That's my hope. That's the blueprint for how I should live my life. Love never ends. I'm going to try, Lord, to imitate your love. I'll strive for faith and hope and, most importantly, for your gift of love revealed in Jesus, the Lord of love. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we fall short in our words, our deeds, our thoughts. Help us to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and as Jesus did, to love our neighbors as ourselves. For in doing so, we fulfill the requirements of the law. Thank you for this loving congregation that brings glory unto you and brings others unto your glory. Amen.